This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 Friday afternoon, February 10th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. The sticker price of a college education can be shocking, but there's usually some room for bargaining. We'll get some help on that in our next segment, how you can negotiate. But right now, the Super Bowl is on Sunday, and that means commercials. Let's get a preview from Tom Lason, media analyst in Seattle. Find him on Twitter, at Tom Lason. Tom, thank you for joining us today. For 364 days out of the year, we talk about the fragmented media landscape. Everybody has their own method of entertainment. There are so few common experiences, and the ad market is definitely just as fragmented. But there's that one day out of the year where every man, woman, and child in America gathers in front of the TV to watch the Super Bowl and talk about the commercials. And that's like it's that's old school entertainment, Tom. It really is, Rob. You know, from a macro sense, we're actually in an ad recession right now. But you talk about the power of aggregating that audience. Live sports is the space dominated by broadcast and pay TV. And an interesting number here, live sports accounted for 94 out of the top 100 TV shows last year. And 82 of those were the NFL games. So I suppose it's no surprise that an audience of 100 million people is going to be watching the Super Bowl this coming weekend. And believe me, advertisers are paying a pretty penny to be involved. $7 million for a 30-second spot is the going rate in 2023. That is up from $5.6 million in 2020. So uh, inflation in the ad market is certainly a thing. And once again, it's just to get your message in front of those 100 million sets of eyeballs that will be watching the game on Sunday. Now, what are some of the big ads coming up? I know last year was the crypto Super Bowl. Everybody was watching that QR code bounce around the screen. Of course, crypto, the entire sector, uh, ain't what it used to be. So it seems like some uh, traditional advertising staples are uh, back in the catbird seat. couple of points. Advertising is actually in a recessionary trend, and that shows you the power of what the Super Bowl can be. And I also wanted to add this, Rob. We talked about $7 million for a 30-second spot. That's just the start. It's another $3 million or so to get you up to a total of 10 by the time you get that A-list cameo appearance paid for and do the production on the Super Bowl spot. Who's paying that this year? That was one of your questions. Crypto, yeah, is gone. Sign of a top to be in a Super Bowl? You, know, you tell me. But there's three minutes worth of beer, a lot of hard alcohol, Netflix, Doritos, sportsbooks, automakers, Uber, Paramount, Kellogg's, and on and on and on. You mentioned those QR codes. I was very surprised to see those coming back, but those are a function of this new formula that's sort of happening with partnerships. One brand partnering with another to do sort of a combined spot and uh, throw people to learn more or to get some value-added content or wherever it may be, um, a value-added product or a coupon, who knows, off that QR code. So we 
those are persisting, uh, particularly in this sort of partnership model that we're seeing this time around. And then very quickly, uh, some of the celebrities uh, on tap for the Super Bowl, Melissa McCarthy for Booking.com, Miles Teller for Bud Light, Adam Driver for Squarespace, Anna Ferris in a spot for Avocados from Mexico, and then uh, Ozzy Osbourne showing up in a in a in an ad for a rideshare company, I believe, and uh, just goes to show you that 30 years ago you could be the scariest person in America. You could be the uh, response. You could be responsible for all sorts of uh, uh, furrowed brows and concerned parents. But sooner or later, you're uh, safe enough for the Super Bowl. Right. My point back to you briefly. Lots of nostalgia, and what's important here this year: the tone is light. Post COVID, post politics. It is a light tone, and that's what you're going to be seeing. Tom Layson, media analyst based in Seattle, Washington. Follow him on Twitter at Tom Layson. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up, how you can negotiate college tuition. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The cost of college uh, college tuition has skyrocketed over the past decades, and the so-called sticker price can be panic-inducing. However, there may be room for negotiation. Let's get some direction from Mark Horner, wealth advisor at Fairhaven Wealth Management based in Wheaton, the website, fairhavenwealth.com. Mark, thank you for joining us this afternoon. When it comes to the cost of a, a one year, one semester of college at uh, even a, a state institution, when you uh, factor up uh, just the cost of education, room and board and books, that's a rather eye-popping amount. But how many people, how many families actually pay sticker price for their college education? That's a, that's a great question, Rob, and I think that's going to vary uh, both by school and the, uh, the the financial or economic profile of the student of the student in particular. But anyway, anyway, you slice it, they are huge numbers. I just got off the phone with somebody that uh, they got their one of their college acceptance letters rolled in for their daughter, and it was a it was a, a fifty two thousand uh, dollar number per year. So it's a it's a big it's a big number anyway. You slice it, and if you but if you can master the art of the deal, uh, maybe maybe you could talk him down. What are some strategies you can use to actually uh, lower that uh, cost of tuition? Yeah, don't be fooled by those ivy walls or falling into the notion of a dream school. When you when you get those when those acceptance letters start coming in, and this they're they're happening right now, that is the time when the negotiation tables may have just tipped in your favor as a, as a student or a parent of a student. And so I've lived this personally with our, with our kids and, and a number of our clients have, this is, this strategy has worked. So, and there's no downside to doing it. So, so this is how, this is how you do it. When you've got the, when you've got the school that you, the, the number one school that your, your son or daughter would like to, would like to go to, uh, don't just snap, accept whatever, whatever offer Got to remember, it's an offer of financial aid that they might put out to you on that on that first communication. Instead, go back to them, and I'm a big fan of doing this either in person or on the phone. No emails. You need to actually talk to somebody, and it can be as simple as we want to. Susie wants to go to, to to go to your school, and we we want to we want to make that happen. But we need we need your help in making money less of an issue for you. And if you've got competitive offers, go ahead and share that with them as well. And so if you can help us get to 
X number, then we are going to be, we're going to go ahead and enroll. Because once colleges accept your student, they are now highly motivated to convert an accepted student into an admitted student. And that's what, that's what you need to take advantage of. So what can I do to get my kid into this college today, basically, is what you need to ask the financial aid officer. And there are a number of things you can do. You could talk about academic achievement. You could talk about um, uh, uh, demographic diversity. You can talk about uh, athletic uh, ability and and sports scholarships. Is it also possible if you as the parent do your homework, uh, look at geographical diversity? It's like, look, I understand you're pulling all of these students from one particular area. You want to improve your recruiting from this other particular area, and we can help you in that. Absolutely. So, don't, so again, don't fall into the trap of your student needs to be a straight A student, or they need to be able to, they need to have a 42-inch vertical uh, on the on the basketball or volleyball court. I know somebody that went to college on a full ride. Wait for this on a bagpiping scholarship. So, if there's <laughs> bat, if there's if there's bagpiping money out there for colleges to spend on scholarships, who knows what other kinds of scholarships might be might be available. So. Uh, it's great to do your homework and try and identify particular scholarships that your that your child might uh, might qualify for. I'm a big fan though of just putting it back to the college or university that is, that has already said we want your student to be part of our community and and let them figure out how to push the numbers around to make it more affordable. And again, there's absolutely no downside to this. There is zero chance you're going to have this conversation with a college admissions person and they're going to respond by saying, you know what, forget it, Tommy is no longer welcome at this school. That, that, will, not, that will not happen. There's no downside to asking. Mark Horner, Wealth Advisor, Fairhaven Wealth Management in Wheaton. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next, get ready for higher prices at the gas pump. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The price of oil is on the rise following word that Russia is cutting output. Let's get the latest now on the energy markets from Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst with the Price Group, Fox Business News contributor based in Chicago. Phil, thank you for joining us today. Well, taking a look at the, uh, the WTI, the West Texas Intermediate, which is the number upon which gas prices in the U.S. is based, uh, up about a buck and a quarter right now, still trading below $80 a barrel. How is this going to impact the worldwide oil market, with Russia saying they're cutting output by 500,000 barrels, 500, barrels a day? I, I think it's going to have a big impact over time. I mean, this is really the revenge of the empire, right? The empire strikes back. Russia was upset that the G7 put price caps on their products. They warned them that if they did that, they would cut production. And they also warned that anybody who's involved with this price cap, either directly or indirectly, is not going to get any Russian oil. And while that might not seem like a big deal, the truth is, is that the global uh, spare production capacity is at historic lows, so there's not too many extra barrels that we can take off the market and not see a price back, and the market is nervous. Now, the G7 is trying to say that Russia isn't going to follow through, don't believe this, that this is just talk, but we'll see. Russia you know, usually follows through when they make these threats. And who are, when, when it comes to uh, Russian oil, uh, what, what's their major customer base? Do they do a lot of business with India? Do they do a lot of business with China? Who's the biggest beneficiary of Russian oil? Right now, it's Russia and China. Prior to that, it was Europe. 
right? And one of the, the problems with the war in Ukraine is that Russia used their energy dominance over Europe as a political and economic weapon, right? Now Europe is, is scattered, and they were lucky because they had a warm winter. They were able to find alternative supplies. But I think this this gauntlet from Russia shows that this energy crisis isn't over. I think too many people were waving the white flag saying, you know, mission accomplished, but I don't think this is over yet. And and I think this is just another battle in what is going to be a long energy war. Does this have the potential, though, to open up a can of worms with uh, the other OPEC member nations? Because Russia is a part of OPEC Plus, the larger alliance, and all of the parties have to agree on uh, production changes. So how does this impact their relationship with the rest of OPEC? Right now, Russia is saying that they did not consult uh, OPEC on this production cut. And the rest of the cartel right now is saying that they're not going to change their production quotas just because Russia cut back production. So Russia's given OPEC political cover so they don't get into trouble. But make no mistake about it, if we see supplies start to tighten, there's going to be a lot of political pressure on the OPEC to make up the difference. The problem is, is that OPEC isn't, you know, able to produce their quota right now. So it's really unclear whether or not uh, they could actually make up for the oil that Russia's taken off the market. Phil Flynn, Senior Market Analyst with the Price Group, Fox Business News contributor based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, turning a passion for travel into a business. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Chicago's News Traffic and Weather Station, News Radio 105.9. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. FBI agents search the home of former Vice President Mike Pence as he moves closer to having to testify in a probe involving the 2020 election. Tens of millions of people will be impacted by upcoming food stamp cuts. Entrepreneur Friday will meet the owner of a Chicago business that helps you travel with style. It's Super Bowl Sunday and Valentine's Day. It'll reignite the battle of beer versus cocktails. WBBM Business, the markets are mixed right now. The Dow is up 134 points. The NASDAQ is down 82. S&P 500 is up two. And we right now we have 36 degrees under sunny skies, topping out at 37, but because of the breeze, the wind chills remain stuck in the 20s. It's 1231, topping our news at the half hour. The FBI is searching the home of former Vice President Mike Pence today, reportedly as part of an investigation into classified records Agents were on the scene just before 9 o'clock this morning. Meantime, the federal prosecutor looking into possible election wrongdoing by former President Trump wants to hear from Mr. Pence. The details from CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Last November, shortly after Jack Smith was tapped to lead the federal investigations into former President Trump, the Justice Department began reaching out to former Vice President Pence. At the time, sources familiar said Pence was reviewing the request. Now CBS News has confirmed he's been subpoenaed. 
Last year, Pence was able to avoid testifying before the House's January 6th panel, which sought to hear from him about the pressure he faced from Trump to reject the electoral vote certificates from certain states. Pence is currently mulling a run for president in 2024. A so-called hunger cliff is looming for millions of Americans with 32 states set to slash food stamp benefits starting next month. Data from the Department of Agriculture shows the cuts will impact more than 30 million people who are enrolled in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as SNAP. California and Texas have the greatest number of residents in that program. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are mixed and they're gaining a little bit of altitude this afternoon. We're joined by Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director, ClearSet Advisors based in New York. Jim, thanks for joining us today. And I'm nowhere near the market observer you are, but I've been doing this long enough to know that if the markets pop suddenly, uh, with zero other extenuating circumstances. I know at this point someone from the Fed said something, and uh, it seems like uh, there's a little bit of a reaction to the uh, the head of the Philadelphia Fed saying that uh, the odds of a soft landing are growing by the day. Yeah, it, it, you're getting very mixed signals from the Fed. Uh, they're very they're very hawkish in terms of uh, beating inflation, taking rates up, and keeping them there. Uh, longer and and uh, on the other hand, the economy so far has been able to withstand uh, the the interest rate increases so far. You have to say January, all the data are stronger than expected, uh, and so the market is in a yin and a yang. It's fighting increased interest rates and yet uh, encouraged by the fact that so far the economy is able to withstand it. And uh, if you combine that, if the Fed goes to where they say they're going to go and don't have to go any further and the economy holds in, well, there's your soft landing. And that would give you strength in the um, uh, in the market. Now, next week, you get the CPI, which is a very important number. You also get the PPI and consumer inflation expectations. So we're, we're looking at a at a moving target here, but uh, I think you're absolutely right. A pop this afternoon would be um, uh, specifically because uh, the soft landing chances were elevated somewhat by uh, Federal Reserve commentary. There's a great deal of uh, optimism these days, especially off of the market performance in January. And I say this even as the uh, S&P 500 is on track for uh, one of its uh, worst weeks in quite some time. And, and that is... Um, when we do see the CPI next week and the uh, PPI next week, I think we're so conditioned to good news at this point. Um, is there a chance that uh, one of those numbers or both uh, could put a crack in our rose-colored glasses? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the expectations for the CPI are, are not overly optimistic. Uh, I, I guess the headline, they're looking at something like 6263, uh, down from something over 65. So at least you're not going into it with inflated expectations. But there is some increasing pessimism on how fast inflation is going to come down. You know, I have gasoline going back up, oil going back up, China uh, reopening, which is uh, c- can add pressure to the worldwide um, uh, demand for commodities, energy, etc. So the head fake here would be that we roll into the spring, inflation is not coming down, the economy stays strong, uh, and the Fed has to go beyond uh, the five and a quarter, five point three five that's uh, priced into the, to the um, federal fund futures now. So that's the risk. Uh, so this is not a time when you can have a lot of confidence. You have to look at trends. Uh, the one thing I would say is we know a year from today we're going to be through this. 
that inflation will be lower, interest rates will be lower, and we will have worked our way through whatever economic weakness we are destined for. Uh, but you have to say the next several months remain murky. But underneath the cap-weighted, the largest stocks, the market is acting well. The equal-weighted stocks are acting much better than the big stocks that had done so well for so long. Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director of Clearstead Advisors based in New York. Thanks for the insight this afternoon. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, the head of a Chicago business that helps you organize for travel while also showing some style. Investing 60 minutes each weekday for planning for the future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday. Travel is back and more people are making plans for spring and summer trips. Let's get some help with organization and style from Tracy McGee, the founder of Ms. Jet Setter, which is located in Chicago's Bronzeville neighborhood. You can shop for products at msjetsetter.com. Tracy, thanks for joining us today. You have a lot of miles all over the world. You've been to over 30 countries, and uh, this business was launched kind of out of your own experiences on the road. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really happy to be here. And you're right, travel has been a passion of mine for years, but I just kept running into a lot of the same challenges over and over again, like tangled necklaces, unorganized makeup, and I just felt like there had to be a better way, and that's really what inspired Miss Jet Better. I've always noticed uh, that uh, you could be the most uh, suave and sophisticated and graceful person in the world, but uh, once you're in the airport security line and you have to take all that stuff off and remove your laptop and your iPad and... Uh, liquid in three ounce containers uh, all that grace all that debonair style goes out the window and you look uh, just as frazzled as everybody else and i do notice that uh, a number of your uh, products your organizers are uh, meant to get you through that security line at least make that stuff as accessible and as stylish as possible Right, right. So at, at Miss Jet Setter, we create stylish and functional travel accessories for women. And the goal is to help women stay as organized as possible as they're making their way through, you know, airport security. We've got everything from jewelry cases that keep your necklaces straight and free of tangles. We have a tech organizer that keeps all your gadgets in place. And we also have toiletry bags, passport cases, everything that you need, almost essentially from A to Z. Um, but I like to think that our products aren't just your traditional travel accessories. I like to think that they help women stay stylishly organized wherever they are in the world. And then uh, some of the other items include a uh, travel grooming kit so you can keep uh, all of your tweezers and clippers and, and other metal objects together, uh, carrying cases for your passports and vaccine cards, eco travel bottles. And that is uh, once again to uh, address the, uh, the, the liquid situation at airports security and you know what how did did you learn a lot of these lessons the hard way before you jumped into business yourself about just the stuff that you needed and that you believed other travelers needed uh, when they were when they were out and about yeah, that's that's really how it started. As I went through my travels, I realized that there there might be a gap. Um, I, I started off looking for products that could meet all my needs, but I'd find pieces that were I felt were made of really good quality, but they lacked a little bit on the style on the style end, and vice versa. I'd find something I felt was really attractive, but then it would fall apart after two or three trips, and I just felt that there that all those things weren't being addressed. So I started off with a jewelry case, 
and of course, as I think many business owners deal with, you try something and, and maybe you find that you need to make some tweaks along the way. So every each each product that was introduced, I made ed- edits or modifications to to eventually get myself to the the point where it was ready to to go to market. So yeah, I've made all those mistakes that everybody else made, but I think that's part of the process, and you learn so much from each and every one of those mistakes. And then very quickly, uh, you start the company in 2019, and then a mere month later, the pandemic hits and travel grinds to a halt. How are you able to get this startup through this historic disruption? It was a tra- it was a challenging time to say the least, especially being in the travel space. Um, what but what I say oftentimes is if it weren't for the pandemic, I wouldn't be where I am today. I was actually going through a, a, an accelerator program for retail that was sponsored by Walgreens right around the during the time of the pandemic. We were pitching our products at the end of the session, and I was working on my pivot product, which is a mask and wristlet set, and Walgreens liked it, so they decided to test it out. Out. Uh, we started in 10 stores and fast forward, I'm in close to 40 stores here in uh, Chicago metropolitan area. And so that's really what helped me kind of stay uh, stay in business is, is that opportunity with Walgreens. Tracy McGee, founder Miss Jet Setter, uh, founded in Chicago's Bronzeville neighborhood. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Still to come, making the choice between beer and cocktails for Super Bowl Sunday and Valentine's Day. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Super Bowl Sunday is one of the biggest days of the year for food and drinks, and it's quickly followed by another biggie, Valentine's Day. Let's check in with Carly Katz, the owner of Bottles and Cans, based in Chicago, two locations in the North Center neighborhood and in Edgebrook. Carly, thank you for joining us today. And uh, between the Super Bowl on Sunday, Valentine's Day on Tuesday, by the time Wednesday rolls around, your head will be swimming, but not because you're in love. <laughs> Uh, that's probably true. Yeah, we uh, we're having two of our our bigger drinking, non like Thanksgiving based holidays. Uh, one of them being the Super Bowl, of course. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be fun. We essentially um, are trying to prepare, getting everyone uh, their beers ready for the Super Bowl. Um, there's not a a ton of um, mainstream like breweries out of uh, either uh, teams towns, but um, we do have a couple. Um, uh, Victory Brewing and Boulevard Brewing. We're kind of stacking up on those as people get their teams together. They can at least drink from their towns, uh, which is always kind of fun. But yeah, it's usually a bigger beer-ish holiday, if you if we can say that. Yeah, I was going to say Super Bowl Sunday is uh, all about some beers, as uh, mm-hmm. we say in Chicago. But uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day is a little different, a little more uh, delicate, a little more romantic. It is. We for Valentine's Day, it does seem like we we get a lot more bubbles um, for Valentine's Day. It's usually a heavier wine drinking. Cocktails are, are creeping up a little bit, but still bubbles and wine kind of win the uh, the holiday. Um, we we see a lot of pink like bubbles, a lot of like rosé cavas and proseccos and things like that. And then there's always kind of the chocolate pairing with the wines and anything that you want to do there. And it just kind of creates a little bit more of a romantic um, setting, if you will. And then very quickly, Carly, uh, the uh, Distilled Spirits Council of the U.S. says that uh, 
hard liquor has now uh, edged ahead. It's still basically neck and neck, but uh, uh, that whiskey and vodka and tequila has uh, edged out ahead of beer uh, as far as uh, consumption is concerned. Are you seeing those trends in your stores? We, we we are. We started seeing that a while back, but as a store that does focus a little bit more on, on spirits and, and kind of like higher end uh, type items, we do see a lot of that. And I'm not surprised that they're creeping up. The the everyday like cocktail is not beca- is no longer for like a Friday and Saturday. More and more people are kind of indulging in that conversation on weekdays, going home, having a little pour of whiskey or having a little pour of mezcal. Those are becoming just more and more in trend as people get more comfortable with with that idea of drinking as opposed to sitting down and having a beer. Carly Katz, owner of Bottles and Cans based in Chicago. Thanks for joining us. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.